All right. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you with week three of our Bong Jun Ho themed month of June. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about Snowpiercer from 2013. Yeah. yeah, definitely a different movie that probably we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, not horror at all, but I mean, it has its elements. It's not a horror movie, but it's like no. a horrific circumstance, we could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is his only like predominantly English speaking movie too. Yeah, it's it's definitely his first um American one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen Okja or however you pronounce it, but I think you have. Was oh, it yeah, I guess. mostly English? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, they had the uh the criterion at the the movie store that I went to uh a couple of days ago and it was like eighty bucks. Sorry, did you say eighty? Yeah. Holy shit. Are all <laughs> Criterion movies that expensive? Not all of them, no, no. I think it's only the I don't know how they do it. They also had in the mood for love, which is what I want to get, but it was like 90 bucks. That's so, fucking yeah. insane, dude. Yeah. How do they justify that shit? Yeah. The one that we were talking about next week, I bought it was I got it on Amazon for like 40, I think. Wow. Is it 4K? No, it's not 4K, no. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, um, before we start talking about this movie, though, let's kick off our booze and news. Weird. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking some steam whistles. Nice. I picked up like 48 of these like a few weeks ago and still going through them. So <laughs> Sarah and I were just across from the brewery last weekend. Oh yeah, you were, yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a boring old McLobe Ultra. Nice. I'm hoping it's not skunked because uh, it was sitting in my car for a few days. <laughs> it was in a cooler, but we'll see. Nope, it's good. That's great to hear. Only 90 calories per serving. <laughs> That's how I keep my summer bod. All right, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching quite a bit this uh, week, actually. Um, keep it up. Cuts well, in your reading time. That's true. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, so I went and watched uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, loved it. I think I liked the first one more, but I need to watch this one again because it was just all over the place, but in a good way. Okay. Like the animation was amazing, but like, man, it's it's a lot. Like it, just the different ones, and just it's so quick and fast. Yeah, it's. Mm. Uh, it's a lot, but really good. Excited for the uh, the last one to come out. Nice. Uh, I watched the fourth Fast and Furious movie. Uh, it's okay. It's not my favorite. It's not my least favorite. Just kind of meh. <laughs> uh, finally watched a movie that I bought last year. 
from nice. Raven Banner uh, for the sake of Vicious. Um, the trailer for this made me buy this movie because the trailer is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And this movie is slow. Like the first like hour, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like nothing really happens. And then like the last like 20 minutes is just nuts. Like oh, some of the kills wild. and like, oh man. <laughs> uh yeah i, I liked it uh quite a bit uh i watched my evil dead 4k uh, and amazing movie love mm-hmm. it watched dumb and dumber because uh rewatchables just did an episode episode on it and just if you want to watch it again so Gee. watch that five stars <clears throat> eh? yeah it's that's classic um finally watched bumblebee uh because i heard that there's a crossover that they're doing um at the end of rise of the beasts which i'm very excited for if it is what my friend casey and i think it is um yeah it's uh another hasbro toy oh okay yeah uh it was okay movie it was more like story wasn't really much like action or fighting in it i don't know have you seen that yet i don't think i did watch it no yeah I don't remember uh, ever watching it. John Cena was really bad in it. He should stick to his comedic roles because he was not good. <laughs> um, I watched Piggy. It took me like four days to finish it just because I kept having to do shit. And yeah. I really fucking liked it a lot, actually. It was good. Uh, I think I I put it at like 17 from last year, my favorites. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Nice. Uh, and then finally watched A Beautiful Mind. Um, I thought it was okay. It was really fucking boring. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the story was kind of okay. Kind of, oh, you know, I guess what was going to happen. Um, hmm. Acting performances were good in it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Very you? nice. Is for me. I only watched a few movies. Oh my god, chuckles to chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Influencer the other day. Uh, oh, it's a new nice. one on. It's a new one on Shutter. Uh, it was good. Is it, it a is a shark movie? No, it's not. Okay, because like the poster like kind of looks like a shark, but I don't think it is a shark. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Um, it. It had its moments. It was pretty good. Uh, I wanted more from the ending, but I mean, overall, it was it was a fine movie. Uh, I watched The Barn, which is a wow. low budget horror movie that has like a very big cult class or cult following. Yeah, Kevin's um, gonna hate you when he sees that. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, our boy Slash and Captain he like adores this movie, and I mean, all the power to him. But I just don't get it. Yeah, I didn't find it great at all. Okay, and then yeah, I was doing something. I was at home tonight, and I went back into the living room, and Sarah had this movie on, and I was like, "Okay, I haven't watched this in like <laughs> twenty years." But yeah, uh... it's been probably that long for me too. <laughs> um, is that the one that has Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it? No, and they go camping. No, that is uh, Man of the House. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. 
This one has Mimi Siku in it. I don't know who that is. Well, like is that Tim the guy Allen. from Mace Ventura? No. Like that's what the Pulse? kid's name is in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Tim Allen, he has to like fly out to this island because his his ex-wife is out there and he needs her to sign like divorce papers, and then he finds out that he has a son <laughs> and, and he brings him back to New York City. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it has uh Martin Short in it too. Hmm. Is it on Disney Plus? Uh yes. It yes. is riddled with racism though. And it's just Oh really? Like, oh man, we were watching it. I was like, oh, this movie could not get made today. <laughs> it's just like like subtle racism, but it's like, yeah. yeah, that's there. Okay. 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 Um but I mean like yeah, if you grew up watching this movie, it has a nostalgia factor, but it's really not that good. <clears throat> and that's all I watched. Besides okay, nice. Snowpiercer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, finished a book this week. I'm reading a couple other ones, so that consumes which, a lot. Uh, which book did you finish? <clears throat> I finished The Vessel. Oh, okay. Which was written by Adam Neville, who mm-hmm. also wrote The Ritual, which is uh, a movie on Netflix that I think we've both watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he wrote the book for that and another one too, No One Gets Out Alive or something like that. Nice. Um yeah, freaking yeah, hand weight. Uh yeah, I'm currently listening to uh Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. I know you just picked it up too. Um mm-hmm. and the audiobook version is like as a stat cast, like uh nice. Tim Curry and uh, Alan Cummings, I think. And then, like, it has, like, six different people. So each, like, diary is a different voice actor. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, we're about, we have about, like, 10 hours left, I think. We're, like, under, like, chapter eight, I think. Okay. And uh, I don't know how far you've gotten in your version, but. 15 pages. <laughs> okay. Um, it's scary, man. Is it? Like, it's, it's generally creepy like i don't i'm sure the audio version uh adds to it adds to it but Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really liking it so far nice yeah no i only read the first uh the first diary i think yeah because we're reading it like uh my fiance and i and uh i chose it without her you know um acknowledgement she's like yeah i mean i read it like a long time ago and i thought it was really boring but maybe the audiobook would be better so Mm. yeah nice yeah yeah i uh i read run on red as well too i don't know if i finished it this i've Mm. finished it sunday i think okay nice. um but it was good too it had it had some good little twists and turns in it so yeah trying to catch up to you but that's an impossible task yeah, I've kind of been reading Slump right now. Like, I'm reading this uh, book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, mm-hmm. and it's like a fictional uh, book, kind of. Like, yeah. I think it's based on, I don't know if it's based on a real guy, but I don't know. It's it's okay. It's I'm not really vibing it right now. Like, I was kind of mm-hmm. want to not finish it, but it's a really short book. Like, I have like maybe 100 pages left. So, okay. I think I'm just going to power through it and then I don't know, get into something else, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I have Dracula on the go 
and I'm reading uh, In the Lives of Puppets from TJ Klune still. Mm. But uh, I mean, it's really good. But like I started reading it just because all I had read was like super graphic horror mo- or horror novels. Mm-hmm. So I just needed something to like do a little palate cleanse. And then I read 200 pages of it and I was like, okay, I'm ready for horror again. Then I read two horror books and now I'm starting to read that one again. So yeah, nice. Hopefully finish it soon. It's very good though. I definitely recommend. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we are now a book reading podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're both crushing our reading goals this year. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm three books ahead of my goal now. So yeah. Getting there. Yeah. All right. As for news, we have nine new horror movies releasing this week from June 13th to June 18th. Uh, we have Jagged Mind, Bone Cold, Fear the Invisible Man, Jethica, <laughs> <laughs> which just <laughs> makes it sound like I have a lisp whenever I'm saying yeah. it. Uh, Cannibal Cabin, Scream of the Wolf, Aged. The Wrath of Becky is on this list again for some reason, but I already talked about it before. And The Blackening. Hmm. Every time I look at Jethica, I just laugh. <laughs> Uh, Evil Dead Rise is coming to Max on June 23rd, which is exciting. Nice. Yeah. Uh, get to watch it again mm-hmm. for free this time. Yeah. Uh, there's a Last of Us Haunted Attraction coming to Halloween Horror Nights in 2023. Oh, so I did you, see that uh, today. Yeah. If you live near Universal Studios, have fun at that. Yep. Erica, you better go. Yeah. And I think, yeah, lastly, I have um, Cineverse announced the other day that uh, there's going to be a new scripted audio series based around Dead Space. Mm, Cool. So I think that'll be really cool. I mean, I love the Dead Space games, Mm so. Yeah. You ever play them? Yeah, I played the first one like on xbox or xbox 360 i think i got through part of the second one i forget yeah but yeah i didn't play the remake like uh like you did though well i played because i was streaming it I, i've played it one night and then i just haven't touched it nice. um but yeah it's, it's gonna be like that batman podcast that came out a while back I can't remember oh, what it's yeah. called I, I forget if i finished i think i had like one episode left or i might have finished yeah. it i forget I never yeah. finished it, but it was good though. Yeah, it was. So that'll be fun. Excited. Yeah. And also other news, not really horror related, but did you see uh Disney with all of its um postponements and stuff on all their movies? Uh so it's... a bunch of movies are getting pushed back. Yeah. Um Deadpool three is now in April of next year instead of November of this year. Mm. But uh, that kind of funny thing, uh, Avatar. So now the fifth Avatar movie, yes, we're skipping three and four, is being released in 2031. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, are we even going to be alive then? The world's going to be over by then. James Cameron's going to be 77. Is he even going to be alive? I mean, you know, there has been great movies directed by 
old people. You know, Scorsese is still crushing it. Yes, he is. Uh, the guy that did Fury Road, like he was, I think he's in his 80s, isn't he? Uh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, I'm sure James Cameron will it'll be a good movie, but I mean, it's like 2031, like. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's the fifth movie, so apparently they filmed three and four um, at the same time, but still. Oh, they're filmed already? Three and four are filmed already, apparently. Um, but still, I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I still haven't watched Way of the Water yet. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, but I mean, it's three mm-hmm. hours long, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just... yeah. <laughs> we have to break it down into like three episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on to 4K releases. Um pretty pretty good week. Uh you mentioned last week, uh John Wick chapter four. Mm. Um has a pretty sick steel book out, actually. Uh I was going to pick it up, but it was pretty pricey, so I'm gonna wait a bit um to get it. I did pick up uh, the Super Mario Bros. Steelbook. Um, the outside but... cover... Oh, it was broken, so I, I brought it back and replaced it, but yeah. The uh, the cover on the outside, I'm not a fan of. I do like the, uh, the inside cover art. Mm. Oops. Uh, oh, that's the outside? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's kind of basic. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I picked that up. Uh, Criterion Collection is a movie called Time Bandits. Um, I don't know what it is, but the cover art looks pretty cool. Um, we're getting uh, Rain Man on 4K. Nice. We're getting Scream on 4K. I did see that. Not yeah. the screen that everyone knows. It's Scream from 1981. Okay, maybe I didn't see that. I thought I saw something about Scream. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, Insidious is getting a 4K release. Okay. And uh, the Steelbook is pretty disappointing, not going to lie. It's just basically that same movie poster mm. of the kids in front of the house. I mean, what I feel like we... they could have done something with, with like the uh, the red uh, the red demon or whatever. Yeah. yeah or yeah, something think... cool like that. Have his oh, yeah. face on the front of the steel cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Missed opportunity. Yep. Yeah, man. Like almost every day I'm checking fucking Amazon and Best Buy for deals. And it's just like it's yeah. so I don't buy any. I'm just window shopping. But mm-hmm. we were just yeah. saying earlier today, like Prime Day is coming up soon. So yeah. It's gonna be a dangerous day, I think. Yeah, I've been buying <laughs> too many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's cue the scene music and dive on in to this movie discussion.
Okay, like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Snowpiercer from 2013. Starting off the synopsis. In a future where a failed climate change experiment has killed all life except for the survivors who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe, a new class system emerges. Yes. Mm. This movie's directed by Bong Joon-ho, obviously. And it stars some people that we know this time. Yeah. Um, before we get into the cast, it's actually based on a book. Is called. It? Yes, it was on the movie when it first popped up, but I see who's paying attention. I must have missed that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a book called uh, I'm Not French. Mark is kind of, but not really. Yeah. Uh, he's a fake French. Yeah. Uh, uh, called uh, Le Transfer Sinege. It's all one word. Like snow transport? Snow yeah. vehicle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if the book's French or if it's like been adapted into English. Probably adapted into English. Might be a good read. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a graphic novel, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. The cast list, we have Chris Evans, who plays Curtis. Uh, He's obviously most known for his role as Captain America in the MCU. Do you want to go through all those movies in the MCU or... Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, He was in Lightyear, Knives Out, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Push. You remember Push, man? I loved that movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was in it, but that was a really good movie. Um, He was also in Sunshine, which is one of Dennis's favorite movies, our good friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, He really wants us to do an episode on that one. So maybe in the near future. Yeah. And he's also in Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. The original yeah. two. I'm not sure if you said Knives Out. I did say Knives Out. Okay, it wasn't listening. See who's um, paying attention now. Probably, actually, no. Fantastic Four was the first movie I saw him in, but actually, no. The first movie I saw him in was not another teen movie. Yes, yes. Um, I also really like Cellular. Cellular? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Cell- cellular? Cellular? I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> um have you seen that movie yeah i it has um samuel jackson or someone no it's uh who's the girl in it oh the losers that's a good movie too oh yeah i forgot about that one uh where is it oh there it is um kim basinger and it has jason statham and William H. Macy. Right. Uh, but yeah, basically this uh, woman calls a stranger mm-hmm. and that she's kidnapped. And then uh, Chris Evans is the guy on the line and he has mm-hmm. to try and find her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a hot take later on. Okay. We'll see what your thoughts are on it. But Well, I don't it. know if you saw this. He was in a Marilyn Manson music video. Which one? Tainted Love. Really? Oh, I think that was from another team movie. That's why. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, yeah okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just have the movie clips. Yeah. What's your right. hot take? Is it is he's not a good actor? Well, no. Not necessarily. 
my hot take is this is my favorite role of his. Oh, okay. I I can get behind that. Okay. All right. Like now, don't get me wrong. Are you I, taking out like Captain America or you're like I think he was better in this than any MCU movie. Yeah. I, I think I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, that being said, his character in Scott Pilgrim was like so good. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, played he that role. Good, yeah. He played that role amazingly. <laughs> and he's good in knives out as well. Yeah. And you haven't seen Sunshine, but I think yeah, he's Oh, did, oh yeah, you did watch it. Yeah, I watched it uh, last year, I think. Yeah, and I th- I think I remember him being good in it as well, but just like Snowpiercer really showed his acting capabilities. I think he did really. I good. didn't like the Gray Man that he was in. Um, I didn't watch that one yet. And apparently, his new movie Ghosted is dog shit <laughs> with Anna de Armas. Uh, oh, that's right. It's on yeah. uh, Apple TV. Yeah. Um, but like this, I don't know if we talked about it with Hemsworth, but like, it, I'm very interested to see where the rest of this, like the the top three cast goes from, like MCU, mm-hmm. especially Robert Downey Jr. I think. I mean, he's gonna be in Oppenheimer, but I think he's really gonna take a step back. Downey? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see him in a lot of shit. Okay. And I have the same feelings about Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Jeremy Renner, he's not acting for a while. No. But yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to take a step back. Yeah. Like I could only see him being in like, like big budget, unique type movies like Oppenheimer. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think his movies that he that he chooses now are gonna have to have like a purpose, and he's not just gonna like, yeah, go for random movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, next up we have Song Kang Ho who plays Nam. Um, he's in Parasite, which mm-hmm. is an episode we're gonna be talking about. Uh, he was in The Host, and he's in Memories of Murder. And he's in a new movie that's coming out this year called Cobweb, which uh, Erica from Horror Cafe, she shared the trailer, I think, in their story the other day. I haven't watched it yet, but Hmm. cover art looks creepy. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Next up, I have Ed Harris, who played Wilford. He wasn't in this very long, but he had a very, like, Mm -hmm. dominant role, regardless of, like, the lack of screen time. Um, he's an Appaloosa, Pollock, The Truman Show, Apollo 13, Westworld, Man on a Ledge, and History of Violence. And he was in A Beautiful Mind. Right, he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and lastly, I have Tilda Swinton. Oh, man. Who played Mason. She is a fucking goddess, man. Dude, she's such an underrated actress. Yeah, yeah. Like... People recognize her for her acting capabilities, but like she doesn't get like she's not put on that pedestal. You know what I mean? No, no. Like Tony Collette is like up there. She's on that pedestal. Everybody talks yeah. about Tony Collette. Yeah. Tilda Swinton is fucking phenomenal in every yeah. movie that she's in. Yeah. Um 
bad she's in we need to talk about kevin which is a movie that i've never watched but i really want to me too man i see it everywhere yeah i've heard it's really good um she's in the suspiria remake michael clayton Mm -hmm. the beach which is one of my favorite movies uh she's in the upcoming asteroid city which is a uh, every actor in hollywood (laughs) is in that movie so uh wes anderson movie new wes anderson movie yeah and uh she's in constantine with mr oh uh, yeah she played uh the devil or or, no an angel i think or something right yeah uh, she was also in that movie from last year, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Right, yes. Which uh, I really want to watch. Um, Idris Elba is a genie, I think. Mm-hmm. A but, gen, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have a, a whole bunch of honorable mentions. This cast list is fucking stacked, man. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I had John Hurt, who plays Gilliam. Uh, Octavia Spencer. Sorry, sir. Plays... Uh, it's a Sir John Hurt. Sorry, Sir John Hurt plays Gilliam. <laughs> Octavia Spencer played Tanya. Jamie Bell played Edgar. Allison Pill played the teacher. Ko Asun played Yona, and she was in the host. The host. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was the daughter. Part. Yeah. And uh, Paul Lazar is in this one as well, and he was also in the host. Uh, who? Paul Lazar. He was the cross-eyed doctor in the host. Oh, and in this movie, he played the chef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, uh, this guy just looked really familiar. Uh, Ewan Bremer, Bremner. He played the uh the one of the fathers in this movie, mm. which he has a pretty iconic scene in this movie, which we'll talk about. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's been a lot of stuff, but uh, yeah. Yeah, very stacked cast for this one. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I had, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Before you start your part, yeah, I have one little piece of trivia that I thought was hilarious. Okay. There was a funny one I read too, but I forget what it was. But, yeah, go ahead. All right. So director Bong Joon-ho often clashed with producer Harvey Weinstein, fuck you, uh, who frequently interfered in order to demand his version of the film. Among the many requests, the producer insisted on having the fish scene removed in favor of more action. Bong, who considered it his favorite shot of the film, was adamant to keep it in. He told the producer that he wanted to keep the shot for a personal reason as a tribute to his late father, who was a fisherman. Upon hearing this, Weinstein said that family is very important to him, so he granted Bong to keep the shot. In an interview, the director said, it was a fucking lie. My father was not a fisherman. That's so funny. <laughs> I think it's great, man. Yeah, when I saw that, I laughed out loud, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Just like, fuck you, man. Yeah, this is my movie, and I'm going to make it the way I want to make it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that fish scene's great, dude. Like, Yeah, I mean, I have questions, but yeah not bad questions just questions i just thought it was like because we see yona who we'll talk about it later on but like she's a trained kid so she's never seen the outside world or anything like that and mm-hmm. she's walking through this tunnel and she's seeing all these fish and it's the first time that she's seen anything like this and just like the awe in her eyes it was like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like it was a scene that was good to have in there because it showed people that there was like Still oh, I there. sorry. I think I'm confused. I thought 
I didn't think of that fish scene. Oh, you thought whenever they cut the fish open? Yeah, yeah. But yours makes more sense, though. Maybe it was that one, though, that you're thinking of. No, because that's during the action, right? Yeah, that's true. And, like, the fish scene that you're talking about um, is, like, an aquarium, basically. In the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole train car that's just an aquarium. Yeah. No, actually, I think that's definitely what he's talking about. Yeah, because I, I really like, do like that scene as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is your first time watching this, right? Second time. Okay. I watched it back when it first came out, but I haven't watched it since. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Um, did you remember much from this? Not really. Like, I remembered, like, some of the action scenes and whatnot, but, mm-hmm. like, this movie came out in 2013, so it's 10 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't watched it in 10 years. Like it was almost like watching it for the first time, but like, yeah, yeah, I definitely had some memories of it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing with Bon Joon, which we've like talked about his movies have that relatability, but also like the gap between like what could happen and like what's real, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and this movie was kind of made in the peak of like the global warming phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure like what the graphic novel is like, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a scary thing because like this could happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, I'm not sure which country decided to um, disperse this uh, CW7 it's like a bomb, but it's like I don't know, it's a chemical that someone designed to try and fight global warming. Well, wasn't it Wilfred that did it? No, he made the train. I thought he made the the thing too. Maybe not. Maybe. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. Um, because like I mean, the shit that's <clears throat> happening right now in mm-hmm. Europe, you know. Who knows? Like something like this could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think the story and everything is really cool. And like, it's set on, on in one location, but like, not really. You know? Yeah. It like we're always on the train, but each car has its own like story purpose, to tell. Purpose, story to tell, like own demographic with the the people that are in it. And a democracy, um, or not, not democracy, um, like a hierarchy, like the, yeah, hierarchy, yeah, yeah, which uh, we'll talk about a lot in uh, the parasite episode, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it portrays that great and it's scary, it's sad, mm-hmm. especially the last monologue that mm-hmm. Chris Evans gives, like that Dude. shit is that was rough. That scene is what made me give that hot take there's two great monologues in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah both of them are pieces of shit one kind of learns from his ways Mm -hmm. well the difference between it is one was for survival and one was for status i think yeah i mean like ed harris in a way in a way uh Manson is surviving, kind of right. Mason, or no, sorry, Mason. Yeah, not Manson. Mason. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ed Harris. 
No, no, it was Tilda Swinton is Mason. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so she Yeah, she's surviving, obviously, but in a different way, right? Like Yeah, she's using that power to survive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like they the back of the train had to do what they had to do in order to survive, whereas like the yeah. people at the front of the train, they didn't need to be the pieces of shit that they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <clears throat> Yeah, like the whole point of the train is like the elite people are at the front of the train and the further back yeah. you get it's Because I like think uh, she poor, says poor. Um, it goes first class, then economy, and then she says freeloaders, who mm-hmm. is the back of the train. Yeah, because they don't really serve any purpose to mm-hmm. the foundation of, of the train. No. Um, but yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, um, highly recommend watching it. Uh, I, I know it used to be on Netflix. I know there's a Netflix TV series, I think it's on prime now though. I watched it on prime. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend watching it. Uh, obviously spoilers in this episode. Um, I was telling my buddies at work today. I was like, yeah, we're recording tonight. And they're like, Oh, what movie? I said, Snowpiercer. And they both kind of looked at me like the fuck is that i was like dude like you guys gotta watch these fucking movies yeah <laughs> like, i know yeah my even my co-worker like i told him we were recording that and he's i was like you seen it? he's like yeah like last year you recommended it to me because like i've always been hesitant to watch it because it's like oh it's a fucking train and whatever and i, t- I told him it's great and he watched it and he loves it too mm-hmm. um but yeah uh so yeah basically they disperse this cw7 um chemical to kind of counteract i don't know what they were going for but they to cool the earth down basically as soon as they did that yeah yeah you're right yeah it's uh the whole earth froze Mm -hmm. um and so maybe it was wilford that made that because he no he had the train built around the world already i think Mm -hmm. right yeah. Uh, so this Wilford character um, built this train going around the world and at a certain point they know like when it's New Year's uh, it's a really funny scene later on which we'll yeah. talk about but uh, but yeah it's 12 years later it's in 2031 which is when uh, Avatar 5 will be released uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 17 years later not 12 oh is it okay yeah Oh, yeah, because Chris Evans' character, Curtis, he lived 17 years on Earth and then 17 years um, on the train. I found it funny how he said that because the train is technically still on Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like Earth as they know it anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you see outside the train and it's just like snow and ice cover literally everything. Everywhere in the entire world, it's just snow and ice. Yeah. The yeah. entire earth is just like in a deep freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the scary thing about it is it's the thing dispersing it just looks like the fucking jets you see like outside, right? Mm-hmm. They'd be like walking and see like jet streams, like yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Maybe that's what they're doing. They are, man. Mm. Uh would you want to be on this train or would you just say fuck it 
I guess it depends on which part of the train you're on. Yeah, like <laughs> if I'm But I mean even on like the the high end first class like at a certain point like you must just get like go crazy, right? Yeah, like you literally have no quality of life. You're just doing the same thing over and over every day, which I mean realistically is kind of what we're fucking doing right now anyways like we wake up we go to work we come home we watch movies we read books we spend time with our family next day we do yeah. the same thing over again and like i always make this joke at work because i'm like yeah it's friday so we get to come back on monday and do the exact same thing for five more days it's like yeah we we live for our two-day breaks on the weekend and then mm-hmm. during the week we do the same shit every single fucking day yeah i mean maybe that's what he's saying in this like yeah there's no difference between the outside world of what earth was mm-hmm. and what this new train is like all they're doing is going around the fucking world in a train they're not mm-hmm. doing anything they're just surviving yeah exactly which yeah basically what we're doing anyways yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like the average person is not like making a difference to the world mm-hmm. right we're just yeah. we're just here yeah and uh yeah so the movie starts off like right away um i like how a movie just doesn't tell you everything right off the bat mm-hmm. you learn everything right up until the last scene in the movie of the characters uh curtis's like character arc is amazing Mm -hmm. he's like this leader who doesn't want to be a leader who doesn't think he's a good leader but then in the movie like yona or someone tells him like you're the leader like you know and he's the one that sets everything up right like edgar is kind of his like right hand man and is like kind of um like he just wants to get it done, right? Like he's like, come on, let's fucking go. And you yeah. know, and curse is more like laid back, like, okay, like analyze it, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And we find out towards the end of the movie during his massive dialogue that or mon- monologue that we talked about, why he doesn't feel worthy to lead. Which why makes sense. He, which does make sense. Like it's it's his own like internal monsters that are kind of holding mm-hmm. him back from having this uh status yeah. i guess yeah but he sees gilliam as being the leader of them mm-hmm. because of what gilliam was able to do 17 years prior yeah yeah and uh i love like the opening scene when they're all like in the back of the car and then the, the the security comes in they're like counting or something like that they're like okay one two everyone goes down and then like curtis is like staying up and he's just like looking straight ahead like you don't know what the fuck he's doing and then like the girls are like get the fuck down get the fuck down edgar's like man what are you doing get the fuck down and he's just like mm-hmm. looking at the gates like opening and closing and just like analyzing and trying to get the plan together um and, and like he the, learns oh, oh go ahead i was gonna say he learns that there's a four second window where all four doors are open yeah yeah and uh yeah the, the violinist part was really like sad but also oh, like dude. later in the movie the the guy who went to play violin is just like happy and doesn't give a fuck you know like mm-hmm. it, he just changes from being in the back you know like he wants his wife to come up and then they're like, okay, well, I need one of you. And 
he's like oh my wife is like a really good you know violinist and he's like no and then like they end up hitting her in the head or shooting her or something like that or... stomp on her hand so she can't play violin oh yeah yeah like, yeah, she's he useless just, now. He's like, Lee's he's like, I'll be back for you. And then, like, we see him later on. He's just like dressed up, like super nice, <laughs> and he's just playing violin. Yeah. Proves that money does buy happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not really money he has, it's just no, uh status. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and uh basically the people in the back they get given these uh protein blocks. Which just looks like jello, kind of. Yeah, I read it. Th- There's part of the trivia. It was it was made of like gelatin, seaweed, seaweed, and a few other things. Yeah, and I guess Tilda Swinton really enjoyed eating them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think Chris Evans hated it, or uh, Jamie Bell hated Jamie it. Jamie Bell I think. hated yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I really like. You get a lot of like side characters, and like you don't really. Mm-hmm. You don't get their backstory, but like, I don't know. There's some really interesting people, like um, the guy that likes to draw, like he yeah. like paints and draws, like just like memories or like everything that he sees. I like like near the end, whenever it's just like a few people left, and he's like, oh, no, they they have Tilda Swinton like captured, and uh, they're like, okay, let's get together, say cheese, and like you think they're gonna take a picture. He's just like they're drawing and like. <laughs> yeah uh probably like my favorite side character was a guy named gray which one was he he was the fucking guy throwing knives oh the fucking like ninja guy dude that guy was sick he was fucking awesome yeah yeah he has like he has like tattoos all over him and like the one scene where it's like surrender or die like Mm -hmm. uh on his arm and he like yeah 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 Um, he was he was good yeah uh they're getting like these um so curtis and egger looking for a certain block protein block because Mm -hmm. there's a note that they've been getting from somebody they think it's uh nam who has been sending it who is a security guard um that's in prison and their prison is just a fucking morgue basically (laughs) yeah yeah they're in like uh those sliding fucking yeah so they they, they get the block from uh, Tanya's kid, um, and I forget what the first one says. Uh, it's oh, always it's, just it's, one word. I think it says tail. I think something like that. Yeah. Oh no no never mind no yeah I forget I what it is. Anyway, um, so Nam is apparently a security expert, um, and he is in prison. So you have the tail quarantine and then prison which is where they're going in there's three gates three or four gates in between mm-hmm. um and basically their goal is to take the engine because in this place the engine is god yeah. to well pretty much like the first class is like that's like their god like they pray to it they sing songs about it mm-hmm. it's uh that's interesting picture like them taking power of the engine is like someone taking power of like the white house yeah like they would control all the decisions on the train and uh the end goal is to kill wilford 
Um, how many cars do you think are in on this train? I would say at least like 50. Okay. Like I when we go... see the train later yeah. on, like at the very end. Yeah. Like it is a lot bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. At one point it's like overlapping each other. Like there's like rails that go over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I will just say 30. But, like, yeah, I mean, who knows? But because at one to point, 50, we'll say, yeah, yeah, because at one point, <laughs> like, uh, Curtis says, like, at one point, they get to a certain point, and Wolfrid or uh, Mason says, like, no one's ever gotten this far before because they, they've tried to do this before in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, Curtis says, like, doesn't matter if you made it one car or 20 cars, you know, mm. the goal is the uh, the end, yeah, like, if you don't make it to the engine, then you failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you're probably it probably is closer to fifty because like of everything we see, like there must be so much more like to fit all the essentials on like one train, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they have one car that's a fucking aquarium, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then one yeah. is like a nightclub, and yeah, it's just like yeah. a bunch of random. There's a fucking greenhouse in one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah uh so yeah they uh the security guards end up coming in with some weird ass fucking girl i don't know man she is quirky like the yellow yeah. dress and just like grabs the kid takes uh andy who is uh I forget the guy's name son and then tanya's andrew. son huh andrew yeah. yeah andrew is his dad and andy's his son yeah. oh okay yeah yeah um and then as they're like taking them away, the girls like has them by their feet, fucking pulls the tape measure, like measuring them. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck is she doing? Like, but you then, learn why later on, which is fucked. Yeah, uh, like why she has the measuring <laughs> tape too. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, basically, maybe as well say it, but they're basically the trains. One of the trains part has failed, mm-hmm. so Wilford basically is using kids from the tail under five years old to manually (laughs) move the train. And he's been doing it for like, what? Like, I think it says like five years or six years or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And like that kid's hands are like all like bloody. He's got like shit on it. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's sad, man. Yeah, it is. It's fucked. Uh, But as she's taking him away, Andrew throws a shoe at her. And like hits her in the face is like bleeding, and then like one of my favorite scenes in this movie. It's funny, but also really fucked up. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like these two like rich, like father son kind of guy who are like the I don't know hitman kind of thing. Um, and then we see uh, Mason for the first time. Who Mason is my favorite character in this movie. She's so good. Tilda Swinton is so fucking good. She's terrifying as this character, creepy, disgusting. Like, yeah. man, she's she's got she has like dentures in, and they're like yeah. oversized for her mouth. And they're not nice teeth. No, they're like they're crooked gross. and brown, and yeah, one of them's like a gold cap on it. Yeah. That scene when she pulls them out, I was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Did you remember this scene? Mm-mm. 
No, what'd you think of it? When they take <clears throat> the kids? No, the arm or... fucking out the train. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, whenever they were doing it, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, fucking, like, next level torture. That's what I was thinking, too, yeah. Because, like, you know how cold it is out there, plus the train's moving at, like, I don't know, yeah. let's say, like, 120 kilometers an hour. So yeah. that makes it even more cold. Like, the first and time they, you see it, you know, they, like, come out, they have, like, they put a clock over his head, and, like, they've yeah. just, like, silver rain. And Mason is like, how long do you need? And the one guy says, oh, we only need seven minutes in this weather. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, what the fuck? And open the fucking hole, stick his arm through, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you get, like, a, a view of outside the train, and you just see his arm, like, hanging out. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. man, that would be brutal. I mean... Because at the start, like they put his arm out, and um, the actor for this role was perfect. Like, this guy is so good. Yeah. But he's like, immediately starts screaming, right? Because it's so cold. Yeah. But then at a point, the camera's on his face, and he's just like, ah. And then he's like, like looking because he doesn't feel his arm anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mason has this like long monologue where she's talking to all of them. And then she ends so it 40, 42 seconds short. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, we have 42 seconds for some words from our leader, Wilford. And she tries yeah. to like get a hold of him, and he's not yeah. responding. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, well. Yeah. And then, yeah, then they fucking pull his arm back into the train, and it's frozen solid, like Jason yeah. X fucking face mm-hmm. style. And they lay it down on this block and take this sledgehammer and just fucking hammer it off of them. Oh, that's brutal. So brutal. Do you think he felt his arm being broken into pieces? Or do you think that he was just screaming out of like just seeing it happen? I feel like once they got far enough in, maybe. Because like they have to hammer it a few times. Yeah. Like they're shattering through the skin and like all the layers of muscle and stuff like mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know if you'd yeah. probably start to feel it i don't know yeah but uh i think this monologue is fucking great that yeah. she has she just comes in with the shoe that he threw she's like comparing like the shoe she puts the shoe on his head and like she's like a shoe is for a foot the tail is the foot yeah and like just goes on and just the way she talks and like and she's like, she's like, does a shoe go on a head? No, a hat goes on a head. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes on. She's like, when the shoe tries to, to get on the head, something about it like being ridiculous or something like yeah. that. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's a really fucking good speech. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so they're like talking like... Um, Edgar wants to like storm them and help them because mm-hmm. you know they're about to break his arm. And then Curse is like, no, not yet. And then I think Gilliam comes up and uh, he's like, I want to talk to Wilford. And she's like, oh, like you can't talk to him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Curtis like whispers like in person or something like that. Um, and then you see all these people who have no limbs as well. Mm-hmm. And this watch, like this at this part, I thought, oh, they must have gotten their 
arms and legs stuck out the train as well. Mm-hmm. But then the monologue at the end of the movie with Chris uh, Curtis basically talking about how when they first got onto the train in the tail, it was like chaos. Like they weren't being fed anything. Um, people started eating each other. And he basically says like, you know how, you know how I know I'm a bad person. I know what humans taste like. Mm-hmm. And he starts like crying a bit. He's like, and even worse, babies taste best. And it's yeah. like, Oh my <laughs> God, that is fucked up. Yeah. Um, and he tells a story about how a group of men were about, they killed a, a lady, a mother, mm-hmm. took her baby, were about to stab the baby. And a man, uh, Gilliam, asked for the knife. And they thought that he was going to kill the baby, but he cut off his own arm and said, I'd rather you eat my arm than the baby yeah and then curtis says and that boy with the knife was me mm-hmm. and there's an end there because he's like the baby was edgar yeah. and he's like i killed edgar's mother mm-hmm. and almost ate edgar like oh i have chills man i have yeah. fucking chills that scene <laughs> dude like ah oh, it's so fucking good so the people so do you think so Gilliam obviously caught his arm. So mm-hmm. do you think he caught off his leg as well? And the other people walking up were like kind of older and did the same thing. I would assume so. Yeah. 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 Cause we know that, that Gilliam only has. Uh, and one then arm one scene. Um, with Curtis and Gilliam, uh, Curtis is like itching his arm and like, you see like a scar, mm-hmm. but you don't know like what it is, obviously. And Gilliam says, he says, oh, it's healing up nice or something like that. Smoothing out nice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, like during that monologue, Curtis says, you know, he's crying. He's like, I wanted to sacrifice an arm, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the scar is from because he started to cut off his own arm, but then mm-hmm. couldn't do it. <clears throat> and one of my favorite metaphors in the movie i guess we could say mm-hmm. it's not really a metaphor but i don't know how else to describe it whenever they find out that the kids are underneath the the floor mm. um feeding the train engine or whatever there's yeah. a bunch of these gears that are floating around <clears throat> over top of the kid that he sees yeah and he sticks his arm in stops the gears from moving and pulls the kid out. I'm just like, motherfucker sacrificed his arm. Finally. Yeah, you hear his fucking arm one of the snap. Kids. Yeah. And he is like, yeah, that's yeah, brutal. I just like that scene happened. I was like, oh, dude, like this is like filmmaking at its finest. Mm-hmm. He yeah. took a part like Bong took a part that was like so heartbreaking in this monologue Mm-hmm. And like painful for Chris Evans' character, yeah. and he finally gave him that like retribution that he needed to help mm-hmm. him realize that he was actually not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I just like, oh man, like, like I texted you after I was done with it. I'm like, dude, this yeah. movie, like, holy fuck! Like, I can't yeah. believe I waited ten years to rewatch this movie. Yeah, yeah, the ending is really good to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anyway, getting a bit ahead. But anyway. Very much so. <laughs> uh yeah. Um so then during after the, the arm thing, um Curtis says, let's do do it now, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh they have no bullets. Mm-hmm. And Edgar or Gilliam is like, what do you mean we can't go up against guns? Like if we go for it, they have bullets and we all die, then this is all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he says, he's like, uh, Mason said the guns, useless guns, because whatever Gilliam like went up, they're about to shoot him. And then she says, oh, there's no point with your useless guns or something like that. Yeah. So then he like, I love this scene. Like, even just thinking mm-hmm. about this, when he fucking just walks up, grabs the gun, puts it to his head, and you hear a click. Yeah. And then just like chaos. Just <laughs> they go for it. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. Um Yeah, and they have like all these like steel barrels that are like attached to each other in like this big long line. Yeah. And it's long enough to reach the corridor, like the other side of the corridor mm-hmm. where all four doors are open. And they just like run forward with this big long tube. Yeah. Uh, block all the doors and like everybody's climbing over top of them. There's guys that are crawling yeah. through the tubes and it's yeah. like, oh, it's just all out chaos. Yeah, it was a good plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Curtis gets these things called uh, chronals, mm-hmm. which um, is an industrial waste, which I don't know. Like, is it like shit? Or is it just like, I would say industrial waste, so it's probably like not shit, but. No, I, I think it's like poison that they like inhale to get high. Yeah, it's also uh, flammable. Highly flammable and explosive. Which yeah. like that other, not twist, but that other thing that happens at the end. Mm-hmm. Whenever Nom is like, they're like gathering up all these chronols because so the deal that they end up finding Nom in the prison and his daughter. And the deal was that through every gate, Nom will get two chronals because mm-hmm. Curtis thinks that they're addicts and like they are like sniffing it. But at the end, I mean, we're jumping ahead again, but whatever. I'd love to talk about this. <laughs> uh, they have like tons of chronals and then they're at the last gate and Nom is like, Did I get chronal. And Evans, Curtis just like loses it. He's like, Take your fucking chrono, you fucking, you know, junkie. Junkie. <laughs> and then Nom is just like, oh, like, I'm not a junkie. I'm not using this to get high. It's a bomb and pulls out this fucking thing of all the chronos, <laughs> sticks it on the on the door of the outside, and is like light it up. And I was like, that was sick. Well, yeah, because Curtis is like, open the gate. Because they're finally at Wilfred's gate. He's like, open the gate. Mm-hmm. And then Nom's like, now nah. he's like what do you mean no he's like open the fucking gate and then they get into a fist fight yeah and then they're just like they finally sit down and they're like exhausted yeah. and then nom's like he's like i'm not gonna open this gate he's like what i really want to do is open a gate but not this gate and he points to yeah. the like door to the outside and he goes i want to open that gate mm-hmm. and then that's what sparks the whole monologue with with curtis about yeah what happened at the beginning of the yeah the whole global warming thing mm-hmm. um and I, li- I like the little like translator that they yeah, had that's cool i thought I it was, to... I thought it was funny i want to get one of those 
uh, they get to a a train where uh, they finally see light. Mm-hmm. And I like how like they get into that thing. And I think the, the painter is like, that isn't a window, is it? Or something like that. Then like the light comes up. It's like, ah, like they haven't seen <laughs> light in you know 17 years. Right. Yeah. Um, And you see that's still cold outside. Uh, mm-hmm. One question I did have is, um, was her name Yona? Yona, yeah. How did she know things that were on other sides of things? I read in the trivia that the filmmakers made a comment saying that any, all the train kids, so like the ones that were born oh, okay, on the yeah, train, yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. developed these sort of like animalistic traits, and hers was that she could hear really well. Yeah, I did so they that. think. Yeah. Curtis thinks that she's clairvoyant. Yeah. But what it is is she just has like highly tuned and sensitive hearing so she can hear yeah. stuff on the other side. Yeah. That's cool. she'll tell them like if it's safe on the other side of the door or if there's Yeah, because at one point she's like when they get to like the oh shit door, <laughs> she's like, don't open it. And yeah. It's too late. Um they get to a car uh where they meet Paul who used to be at the tail. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now the cook. and Their cook, not the cook for the head. Yeah, their cook, yes. And uh, they look into what the protein blocks are, and it's just a shit ton of crickets and bugs. And I mean, Curtis is like obviously disgusted, but mm-hmm. I mean, apparently they do have a lot of protein and they're good for that you. So. True. I mean, I'm sure they don't taste good, but I mean, it could be worse things. It could have been, you know, shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But Paul's like lost his mind because he's in that car by himself like mm -hmm. 24-7. Yeah. And uh, the next train ahead is uh, the water, water, water train, or I think a few ahead maybe. I forget if it's after the Axe guys. Uh, yes, it is after because, uh, oh, they washed the blood off. They washed the blood off. Yeah. Yeah. And Mason, because they want to take over the water because they think they're going to have water for all of the, like, they think they're going to have control of the water for the entire train. Oh yeah. That scene was great too with Mason. Mason's like, no, like she's so devilish and like disgusting. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, like, That you'd only be controlling your water supply. She said, like, the front of the train uh, collects all of the snow and ice mm-hmm. and then filters it through. And then mm-hmm. it goes through this car before it gets to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, everybody else already has all their water. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because, like, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Like, it makes sense, you know, of how they get their water because yeah. all of Earth is snow and, like, mm-hmm snow does accumulate and there's a few like ice parts that are like on the train that is smashed through and i don't know it's pretty cool like as much of a piece of shit as wilfred is he's kind of a genius he is yeah well there's no kind of like this dude fucking thought of everything yeah to make this train like self-sufficient basically Mm -hmm. yeah one thing i'm kind of like up and down on what do you think of the cgi I mean, it was 2013. Yeah. It wasn't great. 
but it wasn't bad at the same time right like i mean there's not much to it because it's just like outside in like white so you don't really have to like do anything impressive like i don't know it wasn't like bad but it wasn't great Mm -hmm. and like the worst part of it i think was the bugs inside that grinder and but i mean like that's such a short scene it literally doesn't take anything away from the movie yeah but uh, yeah it wasn't great but it wasn't awful either um and then probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh they get to the car where um Jonas says don't open it mm-hmm. and they open it and there's just all these fucking dudes with axes with like ski masks on mm-hmm. and this this whole scene is nuts oh, yeah um I didn't get the fish thing though yeah, I didn't understand that either. I wonder if there's anything like written up about it. Um, but like this whole scene kind of reminded me of like 300. Mm-hmm. Like just how the Spartans were like so outnumbered, yeah. but they were still able to kick ass just yeah. by like working together. Yeah. But basically they get up to the, the train and these guys with the axe, they have this giant ass fish. Just looks like a carp. And one guy just takes his axe and like slights slices like the throat of the fish and gets blood on his fish and passes it to another guy. Does it the same thing that pass the fish around? Mm-hmm. I don't I, yeah, I didn't uh, get that. Um one thing. One thing someone said online was that the fish blood will be added to the weapons. Um, it can be toxic. So like the toxicity derives from the arsenic found within the fish blood. Mm. So that could be it. Um, someone else said that it was just an intimidation factor, but I don't think that was it. Uh, someone said... I thought it would be appropriate to have a primitive type fight, like an ancient tribe ritually putting blood on their face. But I don't like yeah. the arsenic comment seems most. Yeah. Believable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone said, I think the fish symbolize people, particularly one in the tail section. Mason said that they eat sushi twice a year and trying to control the population of the aquarium. Likewise, mm-hmm. the population of the train can be controlled by a massacre. So I don't know. Yeah. I like the arsenic. Yeah, that maybe. makes sense. Um, so yeah, like shit just goes wild. <clears throat> There's people fighting, getting bludgeoned by these axes. Um, and then they kill most of them. Or they're like it's kind of like even, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh <laughs> they're passing the bridge, and then I think mason comes out there's like another like chinese guy who mm-hmm. there's like two people who translate the ones the monologue at the beginning they're like translating different like languages mason's yeah. like shut the fuck up we don't need that or like <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh but they're fighting they mm-hmm. pass a certain point of the bridge or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everyone stops and they just say happy new year <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's great. 
Yeah, because they know that it takes them exactly one year to go from this bridge mm-hmm. around the world and end up on the bridge again. Yeah. Um, but then we see we see Nam looking at the window with Yona. And he's like, there, do you see it? And then it shows down, but like you don't see yeah, what they're looking at. But then later on at the end of the movie, um, I forget when he says it to, I think it's Curtis, excuse mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah. Um, they're looking at a plane or a helicopter, a plane that crashed mm-hmm. there. And he notices it every time. And he says every year you see more and more of the plane. Mm-hmm. So Nam knows that the snow is melting outside. So it's getting warmer outside. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also a scene where a snowflake flies through the window. And uh, melts on his tongue or something, right? Well, yeah, it's like it's like your stereotypical snowflake. Yeah. And he says to Curtis, he's like, it's snow that melts very easily. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they do the Happy New Year and then Yona or Mason is like getting pumped up she's you know doing her thing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see all of the axe guys pull these night goggles and then yona's like oh yeah there's a tunnel that's coming up after the bridge and curse is like tunnel and then yona's just like it's very fucking long and <laughs> she's like <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> and then just like more chaos happens and yeah, because it's pitch dark and like nobody can see except for the the guys with the masks on. Yeah, and like it doesn't look great, but I don't care. It's yeah, it's, it's a so fun ass scene. Like you see one guy with this fucking giant pole, like stab two guys like at once, <laughs> and like oh man, it's great. And he's like, <clears throat> you get a first person view of one of the guys, and you can just see his arms out in front of him, and he's got an axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love this scene too because. They start yelling to the back of the train, saying that they Dude, need I fire. I love this scene. Never Curtis like has the uh, the memory right because mm-hmm. when they find Nom, he has two cigarettes. Yeah, and matches, and like they haven't had cigarettes in like what they say like fifteen years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, cigarettes are extinct now. They say yeah. Um, and then he has a flashback of him giving the matches to Chan, who's a little boy, mm-hmm. and then like. Curtis just yells like, Chan, we need fire. Then all of a sudden you see Chan from the back, just like slow-mo <laughs> with the torch and they're passing along. And man, I love that scene. Yeah. And I read too, that they didn't use any additional lighting for that scene. It was no. just the lighting from the torches, which I thought yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Um, so everyone comes up with their, their torches. Um, and then we get the first scene with uh, gray, who is like this young guy who's like all tattooed up and like he's just fucking throwing knives and axes and like <laughs> going nuts and like grabs one of the guys um and he has like tattoos all over him and he like mm-hmm. I forget which guy it is but he like shows him his arm like surrender with question marks and kill and like the guy is like surrender surrender and then he ends up killing him uh yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> Um, and then Edgar is fighting with like the rich young guy, like the assassin dude or whatever. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Edgar gets killed by 
him in the back, get stabbed in the back, uh, because Curtis has to choose between Mason and uh, Edgar. Because mm-hmm. uh, Mason's about to close the, the gate, and Edgar is fighting with the other guy, and Curtis chooses to go after Mason, which was the right choice, but Edgar uh, was killed. Yeah. Yeah, the right choice for, like, the people. Yeah. But yeah, not that it matters in the end anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then they get to the water section, and like you said, they have the big monologue with uh, um, Mason. I love whatever curse is like, okay, call Wilford, or, like, you're going to die. And, like, Mason just, like, laughs. She's like, <laughs> Wilford isn't answering or coming here. He's like, well, I'm going to chop you up into a bunch of little pieces. And she's just like laughing and goes about the water and like how it's, you know, comes from the front and out the back. And mm-hmm. yeah, just great. Uh, what were some of your uh, train cars? What were some of my train cars? Favorite train cars. Oh, I missed the favorite part. <laughs> um. I kind of liked the like the greenhouse one with just like it was just one woman in there and she was like drinking tea or something and looking at the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just doesn't pay attention to any of them going through. Yeah. Um, I liked that one. I really liked the aquarium one. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh and they get the the sushi. Yeah, yeah. And they're having like sushi and Mason is like, she's like. You guys are really lucky because they only serve sushi twice a year. Yeah. And then she's going to eat it. And then like Curtis like pulls a chain. He's like, you're not fucking eating this, that <laughs> you're eating this. Hands are the protein block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then like we, yeah, we have that nightclub one and it, I don't know. It was all right. Uh, there was one too, where it was like a, a fancy restaurant type setting. Yeah. I saw it. It was kind of a cool looking scene too. Mm-hmm. And they get in there and all the rich folks are like, mm-hmm. like laughing at them. Like who the fuck are these people? Yeah. And like the further they get, like the less the people do, mm-hmm. like they don't ignore them, but they're, they kind of like turn their noses up at them, but like yeah. they're not fighting them or doing anything. Like no, that. no, no. Um, yeah. We see uh, there is, what other one? There was one car that had like a fucking dentist. It had uh oh yeah. Um a tailor. It had like a tailor, mm-hmm. it had like a bunch of other things in it. Yeah. Uh one of the best scenes, I think, is um the education car. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. I love that before they go in and uh Mason is like, Oh, do you mind? Um, un- uncuffing me for this next train and like curse is like why the fuck would i trust you and yeah he's like well i forget what she says but anyway it's like an education train so it's like kids it's like i don't know like grade one or two maybe yeah and like i thought allison pill was amazing in this scene i thought she was so good she was really good and they're like I can't remember. There's one little girl that was just like the standout kid in the whole movie or in the whole. Oh, what did like, she say? Scene. I know. I'm trying to remember. 
And then the because of the one scene, Tanya and Andrew are like, have you seen these kids? And the one kid at the back is like, yeah, we still come through. Because, yeah, he went in this door and went out that door. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the teacher is like, okay, we got a video to watch. They show a video and then they start singing this like song about the engine and how they like praise it. Uh, and then she's like, okay, kids, and you know what's coming up now? It's the uh, the Frozen 7. And the kids like all like run to the side and are looking and and they're like talking about like, if you go outside, you will die. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, oh, it doesn't have quotes. Yeah, it doesn't. But then like the guy comes through with a cart of hard boiled eggs. Oh, man, that's I like that scene, too. Yeah, it was sick because at this point, they think that the bullets are extinct, right? Yeah. And then the guy comes through and he's got the eggs and he's handing out hard boiled eggs to everybody all the kids and yeah uh, all the like tail car people and all them and then he makes his way through and he goes to like the next group of poor people we'll say mm-hmm. and he goes on and he's like and they're like eggs we thought eggs were extinct and the guy who's pushing the cart he's like yeah there's lots of things that you guys thought were extinct yeah. And he goes, oh, like what? <clears throat> he goes like this, and then he flips the egg cart open. He's got fucking guns and just shoots up yeah. everybody. Yeah. And then Allison Pill gets like an Uzi out of one of the fucking <laughs> yeah. carts and just starts shooting up the classroom. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who who dies at that? Oh, Andrew gets shot in the head. Yeah. Um, The guy at the back of the train, the bad guy, reminded me of... uh. Uh, what is his name? The guy off of uh, Barry. Have you seen Barry? No. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Hank. That's his name on Barry. Dennis will know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that scene. And then fucking Gray comes running up and like grabs a knife and just fucking like right into her fucking throat. Oh, man, yeah. that was sick. It was good. Yeah. Uh... The one scene, whenever, um, oh yeah, after that, uh, they shoot Gilliam, um, and then Mason is like laughing, and then Curtis just like grabs a gun and just fucking shoots Mason, kills her. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene with uh, Curtis and like the the rich old guy, like assassin dude, mm-hmm. just like fucking shooting through the windows and like. The security guards like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's gonna like, you know, obviously, like the damages the train. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't give a fuck. They're just like across from each other. Like, I don't know, even know how far away, but like, yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're shooting each other for like a good like five minutes, and <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Uh. So they're in like a kind of like spa or something like that. I don't even know mm-hmm. what it is, but uh yeah, I would like a sauna. Almost. Um this like old guy is just like killing fucking everybody. Uh Tanya ends up getting shot. Um Curtis was about to be killed, but then Gray saves him, and uh fortunately Gray gets killed slowly, uh stabbed in the heart. Um mm-hmm. He was a sick character, man. Yeah, I, mean, I loved him. 
Uh, then they end up, well, you think they kill the little guy, but uh, he somehow survives. Um, what do you think of that little, that little scene? Like, there was a lot of good action in this movie, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Which scene are you asking me about, though? Sorry, like the spa scene. I don't know. I thought it was really good. It, and it showed, like, it showed their loyalty to Curtis. Because, like, Curtis is about to get stabbed, and then Gray puts his hand out in front, and he ends up stabbing oh, yeah, him through yeah, the yeah. hand. Yeah. And then him and the, the big guy fight for a little bit. And, yeah. uh, like you said, he, he like, still has a knife in his hand, and he, mm-hmm. like, slowly stabs it into his heart. Yeah. And he dies. We think that Tanya dies, but she was still, like, kind of a live a little bit mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't know man like all these fight scenes are so action-packed and they're just a lot of fun to watch yeah. mm-hmm. especially because it's like such close quarters too yeah yeah uh so now it's pretty much only excuse me curtis and uh name and yona left yeah oh and in that spot scene too we see curtis and yona like grabbing all of the uh uh What's that shit called? Well, I was in the club. Chronol. It was after, oh, after the club. They get the chronol. Was it? I thought it was. Remember, they're going through the club and they're like grabbing the drinks and booze. They're grabbing a bit of chronol. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they get to that one area where it's just like everyone is high as fuck. <laughs> they're all and there's like chronol everywhere. They're like grabbing people's like fur coats. And yeah. uh, there's a bit of like a. um, I can't think of the word, but whenever they pass through the. Uh, the seven um niam is telling kona or yona about uh he's like you see the person in the front how they're so far ahead well there was a friend of mine who is an inuit and she like taught me all these like things to like survive in the cold and stuff like that and they in that scene after the club they grab like the fur jackets off of the people who are like just like so fucked up from chronol yeah Um, and that's kind of like a foreshadowing too because like i was thinking like Mm-hmm. I was thinking they're only stealing it for like status, yeah, value, yeah, me too, yeah. Because like they wanted to have fur coats, like the rich people, yeah. But there is actually a reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they get to the uh, the small bridge, which was mentioned before. They get to the last gate, and like we mentioned before, um, Curtis ends up fighting with Nam a bit, stuff like that. Uh, they get into the area where Wilford is by the uh, under the weird girl. Um, and I mean we've talked about this pretty much already about the monologue with, that Curtis has and everything that happened. Um, and then whenever uh, Yona finds the kid underneath because she can sense him. Um. Gilliam at the beginning of the movie was told basically Curtis like get past the bridge open the gate as soon as you see Wilford cut out his tongue Mm -hmm. because he's good at talking and he almost convinced Curtis he's like whispering his ear like basically like I'm getting old you're going to be the the leader of this whole train Mm -hmm. he had him convinced basically and then Yona finds the kid and immediately like Curtis turns to him and punches him in the face is like you fucking piece of shit you yeah. know uh what did you think of 
the story? Did you believe Wilford? Him saying that him and Gilliam were planning this? To an extent. They had the phones that talked to each other, mm-hmm. right? I do believe that they were probably friends before they got on. Yeah, because apparently if... the plan was that Wilford was going to lead him to, I think, the train before the water, maybe, like where the axe guys were. Mm-hmm. And then that's as far as they, they were supposed to go. Because I think, like, I think Wilford says the train needs, like, this kind of stuff to happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. To keep the train going, like, you know, it, it needs some kind of, like, excitement, right? Well, not only that, but I think it also shows the other occupants of the train who's still in charge, right? Mm, like, because uh-huh. if they they see this uprising and they see the people getting killed and getting pushed back, then they know that, like, there's still that hierarchy, and like mm-hmm. he's still in control of everything, so like don't fuck around, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, like organized chaos kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that him and Gilliam were probably friends, but they just had different values, and like maybe yeah. Gilliam volunteered to be at the back of the train to like keep mm-hmm. order back there. Yeah, that makes sense. Without maybe realizing how bad it was actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything from this last scene that kind of we didn't talk about yet, or you wanted to bring up that you liked about it? I don't know. Like, yeah, I've already talked about the whole the monologue and then him putting his arm into the the gears and whatnot, and how symbolic it was for his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not really. Like, we see uh, the yeah the. uh the old man assassin somehow survived that right. katana to the <laughs> to the body. <laughs> um, he comes back, ends up fighting with Nom, I think. Yeah, or one of them. Um, and then Nom and Yona light the the bomb, and they go to try and close the door, but it is malfunctioning, so they can't get it. And then they get the one kid from underneath. But what was the other kid powering? Was it also part of the engine? I'm not sure because he kind of comes out of the wall. Yeah, because he goes in like Andy's kid is like it like pops out, and Andy's kid walks up is like going in, and like Curtis is like, "Andy, come on, man, listen to me. Like, what are you doing?" He's just like not paying attention. Like it like fucking goes back in. I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but then the bomb goes off and basically kills everyone except for Yona and uh, Tanya's kid. And wasn't there more of them? I don't think Before so. Did they get off the train? That was only... Oh, was there only the two? There's only the two of them. Yeah. Well, because like, the bomb goes off and it creates this huge avalanche. That destroys the whole fucking train too. Was that? Was that not from? Was that before that? Yeah, the bomb. Yeah, because the train yeah, crashes. The bomb, and yeah, that's yeah, how the it bomb. Stops. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, the bomb goes off and it creates this big avalanche that comes down and just like fucking destroys the whole train. It knocks it all yeah. off the car or off the tracks, mm-hmm. and it goes through this tunnel. So that's how. The first, like, maybe five cars were able to survive. 
Yeah. And that's where everybody else was. Yeah. So then finally the train kind of comes to a stop, like on the side of this mountain. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, Yona and the Timmy, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy. Yeah. They're wearing, um, they're wearing like the Inuit, uh, the fur coats, fur coats. yeah. Yeah. And then like, they're walking through the snow and then they see a polar bear. Which, to be fair, that polar bear would fucking eat them. Yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> They literally pick the only animal in the world that <laughs> hunts for humans. Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, what'd you think of the ending? Like, were you happy with them two surviving? Like, I like how it wasn't a happy ending. Like, I mean, it kind of was in a sense, but like, I like there's that... um there's a future. Well, I mean, is there a future for the Earth? I mean, there's like a twelve year age gap there. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah, two people aren't really yeah. going to be able to do much. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the first time I watched this movie and like. I think the thing that shocked me the most was that he was making the kids under five years old run this train for this song. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. He doesn't even bat an eye. He's just like, yeah, they're the only ones that can fit in that small space. So, you know, <laughs> thank God for the tail. Yeah, really? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he says something about how the tail keeps producing children at a like solid rate, basically. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else you wanted to mention or talk about? I don't think so. Already, well, that's the way the protein splatters. <laughs> Bug guts and gelatin. All right. What did you rate this movie? Uh, so for story, I will give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I don't know how much of the graphic novel carries over to this, but I think the story, um, and the direction that Bon Joon Ho went in this was somehow tragic yet beautiful. Like, mm. I don't know, there's some really touching scenes and some really like holy fuck scenes, which I think you can attest to because there isn't many movies that will get that sort of reaction from you. Like, you know, you text me, you're like, holy fuck this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I know, man, what kind of movies can do this? Um, <laughs> I think that's, especially movies we've done already. Um, Bong Joon-ho is one of the best directors working today. And we haven't even done his best movies critically that he's done. So, yeah. Um, I think the characters in this movie are fantastic. The character arcs, just everything about the story in this movie is done really well. The world building in this is done really well. I mean, I should probably rate this higher, but I'm sticking with this this for now. Um, And then quality, I will give a 7 out of 10. Ooh. No, I'll, I'll go eight out of ten. I'll go eight out of ten. Okay. I might need to up my letterbox rating. Um, yeah, man, just the 
really well-made movie uh the cgi we talked about isn't bad but also isn't good um like the world building i think was done really well each cart has its own it's its own character essentially right Mm -hmm. um and i thought the acting was great tilda swinton i mean we've already (laughs) we've already talked a ton about her but i mean she is just fantastic in this role uh like you said um Chris Evans is really good in this role too. I think just everybody just killed it in this movie. Uh, the score is really good, especially that last bit um, was really good. Uh, yeah, so nine out of ten and an eight out of ten. All right. Um, I also gave my story a nine out of ten. Um, I like what you said about Bong Joon Ho because I. I'm having the same thoughts on him. Mm-hmm. If he didn't create Parasite, this movie would be my favorite of his. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get the credit that I think he really deserves. Like no. he was kind of like, he wasn't even on a radar until Parasite came out. No. And watching these first three movies, I think that's absolute blasphemy. Yeah. Um, like so far mother's been my least favorite but it's still a phenomenal fucking movie Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just think i really think he deserves more credit and this movie like the way he's able to always put um like that social commentary in his movies and like the way he does it in this movie with like uh, the whole hierarchy and how society actually runs, but it's like confined within the walls of a fucking moving train. Mm-hmm. It's it's brilliant the way he does it. Yeah. Um, and like the pacing of this movie was really good. Like I never felt bored. It's just over two hours long, and Didn't it honestly like it. no, it honestly felt like I was watching like one episode of a show. Like it just flew by. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies that like, because I'm a fidgeter, like. I'm watching a movie. I'll pull my phone out. I'll look at my phone for a minute. I'll put it back down. This movie had me fucking like hyper focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely took my eyes off the screen. Um, and it's just amazing filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, quality, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Okay, nice. And like, I don't feel bad about that at all. I uh, think the no. acting was absolutely amazing. Tilda Swinton phenomenal chris evans i mentioned it before this is his best role i think that i've ever seen him in um the atmosphere the uh the imagery like just everything that we see in this movie is just so good the cinematography the way that they're able to like Mm -hmm. make you feel confined but also make it feel like you're out in the open world Mm -hmm. just so crazy um i mean we do have those small scenes of cgi where it's kind of iffy but it literally does not take anything away from the movie i don't think no no so yeah nine out of ten and a ten out of ten for me nice i fucking love this movie dude and like i'm so mad at myself that i've not watched it until now besides (laughs) that first time watching it yeah yeah nice all right well, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. Snowpiercer, 
offers an audaciously ambitious action spectacular for filmgoers numb to effects-driven blockbusters. So based off that, what do you think the critics scored it? I mean, I wouldn't say this is a blockbuster. I mean, I don't think it was, but... Um... No, it's saying that filmgoers that are numb to effects... Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'll go... 89 you're close 94 percent. oh damn on 266 reviews and an average score of 8.1 out of 10 the audience scored at a 73 percent on 50,000 ratings and an average score of 3.7 out of 5 or a 7.4 out of 10 all right all right uh letterbox is the same a 3.7 out of 5 uh i gave it a 4 i will probably change that on my next watch and i think based on your ratings you give it a four and a half yeah. okay yeah yes i did uh i don't think any much of our other friends have watched this or at least uh logged it um i know i saw slash and captain so i saw anthony too uh, Jensen gave it a four out of five. Uh, John from Porcelain gave it a four. Anthony gave it a four. I thought I saw slashing on here. Uh, Screaming Cinema three and a half. Yeah, I thought slashing did, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, that's it. Now you said you bought this. Did you buy it on four K or was it just Blu-ray? Just Blu-ray. I couldn't find okay. it. They didn't have the four K. At least at the store I went to. Okay. Is it on 4K? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. This is definitely one that I would want for my collection. Whoa. I mean, not related, but first thing that pops up when I type in Snowpiercer on Google is Snowpiercer Season 4. Has there been three seasons of that show? Wow, I guess so. I really want to watch the show now. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, but there's a Snowpiercer box set on Amazon. Number one to three. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't think there's a 4K release. Damn, there needs to be. Yeah, someone on Reddit in February was asking if there was, but yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I could see it, maybe. Yeah, I think it definitely needs to happen. Yeah. All right. Um, given the fact that this isn't a horror movie, there's not really a lot of horror imagery in it. We are scrapping the scare section again for this episode yeah i mean we spent a lot of time on this movie already so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah um next week we're going to be talking about what's it called memories of murder yeah yeah so memories of murder for next week i think this yep. is the first time watch for both of us yeah uh yeah this was his highest rated movie until parasite came out so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to watch it just because there's been so much hype and people love this movie. So I hope I'm not uh, disappointed, but I'm sure with uh, Bomb, we probably won't be. I very highly doubt we'll be disappointed. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I had never heard of it until we started doing um this month. So nice. Should be interesting. Cool. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. 
If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's links to each of our individual Letterboxd accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. Thank you for hopping aboard the Snowpiercer with us. <laughs> yeah. Hope you and enjoyed we'll your ride. See you guys at the next stop. <laughs> see you later.